good, you know? That's all. So, um, but yeah, that, that perspective that, that you have, Rick, because you're like pretty knee deep in, like, your band's fucking touring. Like, you, you did we're, like, we're two trying. Tour, yeah. And you made like a legit, you know what it is? I'm so used to like, um, I guess knowing people from like the hardcore scene, but you made a legit, like you guys are a thrash band. Like it's a legit thrash fucking record. Yeah, we're we're not a crossover band. Yeah, you know no. we're we're not a hardcore band with some solos. You know, <laughs> no. um, you know, like I said, even like towards the end of This Is Hell, we went the more metal direction, but we're still essentially a crossover band the entire time. Where Let's... Extinction AD is is a thrash band. We don't have it. The only ties we have to you know um, hardcore per se is the fact that guys in the band Work. had done hardcore bands like um from my point of view our closest tie outside of metal is more to like punk but um that's also because you know for me i went from metal to punk to hardcore well, let, and my transition from let's go, let's go uh, there my transition from metal to punk was a lot of the you know the crossover bands you know and that's kind of what you know got me kind of bridged the gap because if you're like you know you start off a, a metal guy you know anything else seems weak i think after we it. all did like all four of us were like that's how we all started, yeah. you know, definitely um, from, like, shit as far back as I remember. So, um, I mean, is that, like, the first thing that you got into is just, you know, you figure what, like, you probably growing up in, like, the late 80s? Well, I was born in 1980. Okay. So I was... Um, right, so I'm, t- I'm two years old. Def Leppard was my first band. Yeah. And then, you know, Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses. Same thing, yeah. And then, you know, a little bit, then like, oh, Metallica. Like, what the fuck? Then it's like, oh, fucking Metallica. Then it's like, oh, well, Megadeth, Slayer, you know, Anthrax, Testament, and then, you know, all of that. And then... <clears throat> what made you want to play the guitar? Like, what was the one guy? Uh, yeah, you- I, th- I feel like it all kind of starts with Def Leppard. I, I, was, I was three years old with fake guitar mimicking... Uh, Foolin' and uh, Rock of Ages, you know, like watching the videos. In fact, I would watch the videos and I would match my guitar up to the video, like Mirror Image, not understanding Mirror Image. So up until I actually started, so I was three, so I was 83, all the way up until when I got my first guitar when I was 11, I thought I played Lefty because I was, you know, matching what I saw on the screen. Uh, That's hilarious. (laughs) That's pretty funny. I would get fake guitar, you know, like the plastic guitars, you know, um, I play would, fake shows in your head like we all did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would go and get um oak tag and draw guitars, cut them out, color them, put I did shoelaces the on them. Fucking and, thing. You know, I had a yardstick I would make the neck out of. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> that was yeah. the only person that. <laughs> I remember listening to, to Hysteria and like making pretend I was playing that concert during, especially during Rocket. Like there's like a three minute like I don't even know what's going on in that song. It's like yeah, six those minutes. electronic drums yeah. and weird backwards voices <laughs> and just a little bit of you know guitar with tons of reverb on it. Yeah, um, you know. But it, it, I loved Hysteria, but now as I get older, I'm all about Pyromania over it. Yeah, Pyromania was my first favorite record, and that was the first. Actually, I know um, Pyromania was the first music I ever bought on cassette at the. Um, tri-county flea market is that what it was mm-hmm. where stop and shop is now what town was that um it technically smithtown oh okay so you're a smithtown guy yeah i grew, yeah i was um Fuck i went to smithtown high school and everything nice um that was the first i bought that on cassette that was the first music i ever bought uh, i bought um look what the cat dragged in okay. on vinyl 
That was the first vinyl Those four I ever chicks bought. are super hot on that. Oh, cover. totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that, that, so <laughs> that one chick is still <laughs> one of my favorite lead guitar players ever. Really? CC Deville. Yep. He's actually really good. Um, I mean, listen, they, they wrote great pop songs. So I, I didn't love that record, but I, um, I didn't, I didn't love that record Bob either. Um, Look with the cat dragged in. Yeah. Is that what I said? before right that's yeah, yeah that was the record yeah, I bought, yeah, yeah. you know because that had talk dirty to me which was the first single that i knew of there so i had to buy the record Catchy. but i think um what open up and say ah was the next record yeah that was a better record to me i i, I think but, so too i the fallen angel was one of, one of my favorite yeah. songs but cc deville which is funny because it's like um you know from the thrash perspective like ah, poison sucks and he's a hack but like I always, I always remembered his solos before I knew anything about guitar and just like, oh, I like music. I'm a little kid. Yeah. I would sing the solos like you sing lyrics. You do. So yeah. then it's like, oh, you know what? That's. I never had any intentions of playing lead guitar ever, even before I started. I was like, oh, I'll play rhythm guitar. Or maybe I'll play bass because I just kind of figured I wasn't able to actually play music. Right. Um, Why'd you think that? Because it seems so, the 80s especially, those videos, it's so unattainable. Yeah. You know, like, oh, there's Def Leppard and they're playing too, you know. The same million people that are on the back of the Master of Puppets sure, records. Yeah. It wasn't like you were watching the Ramones, like, I could yeah. do that. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. 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 Um, There's no YouTube clips of, like, Mr. Beery's then. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I can or, totally do or that. Or now. <laughs> but um, when I was like, oh, well, I have to play lead eventually, you know, even when I got older, I was like, you know, I, instead of super shredding and being virtuoso, you know, I'll take more melodic C.C. DeVille, like, point I, of view, which I don't stick to so much anymore, but... Here, here and there, you know, the the other guy is the shredder. I'll be like, you know, I'll shred around a little bit and then try to, you know, throw a little... Da, na, 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 na. A little melody and yeah. stuff. Mm. I used to actually judge bands by the uh, length of their solo when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, really? Ten seconds? I'm like, all right, this is not really cool, but all right. Dude, I, I was playing with these kids in high school once, and um, we... We were just, you know, mishmash of kids playing music, and I wanted to play Ruby Soho, the Rancid song. Was that your first band that you were talking no, about? No, no, no. This is just, you know, other kids I was fucking around with at the time. And they, they weren't punk kids at all. So when it was like, all right, well, I'm playing all these other songs you want to play. Let's play this song. And, you know, that's like the, you know, quote unquote solo. Yes, it and is they're actually. like, that's the solo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Cause we, we were like, like one of the vids that we do, we cover that. And like, that's the solo. And I was like, perfect. All right. That's great. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> now, now that I actually have to play it, I'm like the shorter, the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the, um, what was the first time that you played with like other musicians, like a drummer or a bass um, player? A couple of months after I got, oh, I guess it was after I got my first electric guitar. We just if so, me and John Moore, Johnny Moore, yep. has been my best friend since 1985. Um, I got a guitar and I played for a little while, and I was always trying to get him to play. And he was like, he wasn't a big music guy. He eventually, sure is now. Well, eventually, it was just like one summer. He's like, oh. I love music. I'm going to get a bass. I was like, all right. And then he got the bass. And it was like, how are you better than everybody at everything? <laughs> so then it's like, oh, let's find people. And it's always hard to find anyone who had drums because it was like anybody can go and buy a guitar. But to buy a drum set, it was more expensive. A you a need commitment. more room and everything. Yeah. For real. So we would, um, people that we knew in like middle school and high school that we couldn't give a shit about. Also, like, oh, he has drums. Let's go hang out with this guy. So we would play and everybody was always, you know, terrible. We were terrible also, but we thought we were so great. So nobody was like good enough to play with us. <laughs> so eventually we convinced his little brother to 
to ask for a drum kit for Christmas. I'm like, oh, it's perfect. He has that a, was the easiest way to do yeah. it. You know? you know, his little brother was awesome. So he, he gets a drum kit for Christmas, never really plays with it. Now it was right after New Year. So we were still on um, winter break, Christmas break, whatever the fuck. Um, so John is super into Green Day. Um, I'm just metal guy. And then he has another friend who's also super into Green Day. So um, he's like, oh, we're going to have Chris come over. We'll play some music. So, you know, he invites Chris over, Chris Mazzello, who I barely knew at the time. So he comes over and it's kind of like, oh, well, we have two guitar players and a bass player. And um, so John's brother has got the drum set, but like wouldn't play it. So I was like, could he play it then? No, no. No. Like he never played drums before. We just convinced him to get it. So we had it for about (laughs) a week and a half and he was like younger and he was, you know, embarrassed, whatever. I was like, yeah, I mean, I could probably play drums. I would play drums with bullshit um, growing up. Feet and hands? Well, I I mean, like I would take anything like sticks and I'm I'm playing on my bed or um, I had the, uh, the, uh, the uh, bed comforter with all the uh, baseball team logos on it. So everything is, you know, on a ball. So I was like, oh, well, the, you know, the Mariners is the snare drum and, you know, the fucking Tigers is the hi-hat. So I'd, you know, play around like that thinking like, so after doing that, I was like, um, and that was even like five years prior, but I was like, I'll just play drums for tonight. It's funny. And I, at that point I got stuck playing drums for eight years. Did you really? Yeah. I never played drums until the first subterfuge practice. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So you were the drummer in that band? Yeah, I was never good. Never got good. Get the fuck. Uh, but I, I'd, I'd never done it. Like that was the first time I sat down at drums and like with people, like straight up, like let's play a song. And you then locked in for eight years. Eight years, and it was, wow. it was, it was because nobody else would play drums. That's always the way it is. Actually, I know a lot of people that you know, like specifically my friend Mike Simonson. Um, same thing. You know, he just was like, all right, I guess no one's gonna play drums, and he got so good. I hate him, <laughs> but I could never play. But so, eight years. So, the, like, uh, when, when did Subterfuge actually just uh, take hold? And like, when did you guys, like, let's say, play your first show? Um, well, we started in January of '96, and like I said, it was the pre-internet uh, plus in your little own world arrogance of like thinking you're the best, you know, and. I'm ultra competitive and, you know, also coming from the middle world in Smithtown, which means nothing to anybody else aside from me. But it, it wasn't like, um, oh, let's, you know, everyone's friends. Let's play together. Help each other. It was just like competitive. Like, oh, there's a show. Someone's going to play a show. Like the way you get that show is telling whoever's booking it like, oh, fuck everybody else. They suck. Like we're better. So we played that first time and it didn't sound like to us the worst thing in the world. So right away we're like, where was the show? Well, th- this is just all theoretical. Oh, okay. Insane. So we're like, um, that first practice, like we played for, you know, three hours, played a bunch of songs, like cover songs. And we're like, oh, we're actually like, we could play songs. Like, all right, well, now we're a band and we have to practice four days a week. So that's like what we did. And um, so we did that in January of 96. We played our first, sh- you know, show in um, our friend's backyard in May of 96, where, um, we set up in, on his deck in the backyard when you know the drums are in the middle and the guitar amp is like 10 feet to the left and the bass amp is like 30 feet to the right. You just don't get it at the time. We yeah, didn't yeah. get it at the time. And we played for like two and a half hours every uh, song we knew. All right, we're going to play every song we know. <laughs> yeah. And we were absolutely terrible. We, we were a bad band. Did you for, feel you were terrible or someone told oh, you? Oh, no, no, no. No one told us. And we thought we were the best. 
but we were absolutely terrible for the first like year and a half, like two years that I we were even everyone, a band. right? We were, were all that. Well, we were all that. Some might it, say it, we're still terrible. It, <laughs> it's a, it's a different world now. You like you can get away being terrible and and presenting yourself to the world for about two months. Yeah. You know now like you know you're 14 years old and you're putting you know, yourself playing sweeping guitar solos on YouTube. <laughs> you know, but um. It, Back then, people went to your shows no matter what because it was just to hang out. Like sure. everyone's that age. Ex- like, exactly, I do, man. Yeah, it's yeah. like who's playing? I don't even know. Let's just go. Exactly. So. It, it took us a while. You know, we even had to go through like, um, oh, well, we played nothing but cover songs for eight months. What were the covers? Um, we would play like anything that was like punk at, to us at the time. Like we play Green Day songs, Rancid, Clash, you know, Sex Pistols, like, yeah. beginner bullshit. Because, um, like I said, like that's what they were into. And being that I wasn't playing guitar in that band, I couldn't be like, well, let's play metal. I would get them to play like some Metallica songs here and there, but it wasn't really their thing. Listen, it's the difference between playing fucking Ruby Soho and, and For Whom the Bells Tells, like technically, that's that's a leap. <laughs> like, step up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wasn't able to play that stuff on drums. I could, you know, like I could play Enter Sandman on guitar and, you know, fuck my way through the solo. Yeah. But like... Well, I guess I could play that song on drums, but you know, like some of the, you know, I couldn't play like Kill 'Em All stuff on drums yeah. at the time. Um, and then, you know, we started writing our own songs, which at first were like terrible three chord punk songs. And then it got a little more like, I guess that like 90s epitaph sound. That was, um, that was like, you know, pretty big back then. Well, we would had terrible versions of, of that style. That was like, because uh, I'm like, so I'm two years older so like my thing was like the nirvana thing you know so like well that that was big with me learning how to play guitar yeah and that was the thing like oh i love metallica and i could play some of this stuff i remember getting the tab book for rust in peace and just wanting to kill myself yeah. like i can't play any of this stuff yeah and then you know um i, I always liked nirvana from the beginning it was kind of someone's like learn some nirvana songs yeah. it's like easy and and I was like, oh, I don't care if it's easy. But then I learned it, and like, I didn't know then, but now, like, that's a confidence booster. You could play yes. this song. Like, there it is, you know. Yeah. Hey, it sounds just like the record. Well, um, for, for, for like what I remember, I don't know if you guys, like all of us here, because we all played uh, in bands. Um, when you first, when you're younger and you listen to music, um, you hear everything at once. So it sounds impossible to play. Yeah. And then once you break it down, you're like, oh, okay, wait, I'm doing this part, you're doing this part, you're doing this part, and when, when we all do it together, that's what we're listening right. to. Okay. Once you isolate it, yeah. Yeah, once you isolate it, and you're like, oh, the rhythm's kind of easy, actually, sure. yeah. you know? So I remember a friend of mine, John Harvitz, showed me, um, I was listening to like Pisces the Scariot by Smashing Pumpkins, mm-hmm. and I, I liked this one song, and he picked up the guitar and he played it, and it was just like two power chords. I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, the solo was insane, but you know, the chord structures were you know uh, very easy. So, but once you decipher that, you're like, oh, "Okay, you know, it's all at once." Got it. So, um, did you guys? You guys had recordings, right? Yeah, yeah. What was the first thing you guys did? Um, well, I mean, we did a bunch of demos that were you know. What was like the first terrible? Official? The first real thing we did was. Um, a seven inch called fight back which was we did a four song demo which became our official demo because it was uh you know what it was for me it was seeing sick of it all for the first time is what in center each no 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 um actually i think the first time i saw them was uh warp tour 97 okay so built to last yeah it was that was just about to come out yeah and it was um like 
well, these guys want to be a punk band. I kind of want to be a bit hardcore, but I don't know what hardcore is. Like, I think I do, but I just think it's kind of like metal, but punk. But I kind of <laughs> want to be a metal band, you know? And then seeing Sick of It All is like, I, I get it. Everything. I like, I get and, it. And it's funny that you mentioned them because listening to, you know, the bands that you were in later on, like, I, I could hear that, especially like the first um, This Is Hell EP, like, kind of had that vibe. Um, i trying to remember what else. Maybe like sun drowning after, um, but like yeah, like they were even for for somebody like me that didn't like hardcore. Sick of it all was fucking awesome. Yeah, they they, sure they, they have it all, man. They're like um, to me as far as hardcore goes. Like there's two bands that are just the bands. It's it's Minor Threat and it's Sick of It All. But I always like I got into Minor Threat as a punk band. You know, so yeah, as far as like with you know, you, hardcore, it's yeah. it's sick of it all, and it's because it's like, all right, they're a hardcore band, but they have the punk appeal. It, it, you know, to them, the they're, they're a punk band. The you velocity, know? but um, they're they're so heavy that yeah. you know, like, was it ninety eight? They played, uh, they toured with Slayer and uh, Meshuga. Yeah, they yeah. played Roseland, yep. and it's like, hey, you know what? Sick of it all is playing direct support the Slayer. And they belong to be here yeah. just as much as anybody else. It's like they are everything, which is crazy because um, so that's like, it's, like I said, as far as hardcore the band, like I idolize and I didn't play a show with Sick of It All until um, 2000, uh, I don't know, eight, nine or 10. It doesn't matter around yeah. that time. And it was like, oh, this is so cool. We're finally playing. And it was in, um, I think, Italy. Oh, we wow. just wound up being on a show with uh, them and Wisdom and Chains. It was Chains. like a festival? or like No, no. It was just a show. With This Is Hell? Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, finally. I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And and they were all so nice. It was like we met them, and it was like, oh, we're, we're all like good buds right away. And it was like, I can't believe this band that I like looked up to. I know it's not like the hardcore thing to do, yeah. like look up to a band. But I looked up to this band, and they are everything I would want them to to be i played with nice. them once too and same thing oh nicest guys. where did you play with them i played with them funny enough my buddy was going to penn state for college and uh you know i knew him for years and he was and he was like the booker guy so he was always just like dude like when i get big bands through here like you're on every show and i was like okay cool so like he got us to like open for like Sick of it all, you know. I got Zayo coming through. I got so. Yeah. So you guys did all, all those. Yeah. Things? Oh yeah. Well, and I was, and it was just like, dude, like the money's not that great. I was like, I don't give a shit about yeah. the money. <laughs> money. I'm playing yeah. with fucking sick of yeah, it all. You can put me on show with sick yeah. of it all. That's and I it. mean, then like the amount of people that fucking showed up too because it's sick of it all, you know. But they were, yeah, they were awesome guys. We yeah. we never wound up. I don't. We never did a full tour with them, but we've done shows with them. And I remember like meeting them and playing that show was like, oh, you know, we played with sick of it all in Italy. That's so cool. And now we're, you know, we're we're kind of cool with each other whatever but after that tour they came and they played um i think it was gramercy or something and like they played a home show and they're like we want you guys to play this show it's like Mm, being asked to play with my favorite hardcore band at home and that happened a few times like with this is hell um all after like we stopped being like a cool band to like too which was even cooler for me like so so, (laughs) so, let's figure out so after subterfuge plays what their last show which uh, so well, Substitute played um, January 96 to um, October 2003. And the last show was in Smithtown, right? We played two days in a row. We played one show at um, like uh, TGIF okay. in uh, Farmingville. And then the next day we played at uh, the Hungarian Hall. That's Kansuma. what it was, yeah. And um, 
that was cool because like I said, we, we started and nobody cared about us for years and years and years. Like I said, we started in 96. We didn't play with a band that like people knew of that wasn't a local band until um, November 2001. That's a long time. Yeah. And we always felt like like underdogs, you know? And it's kind of like, nobody will book us. So like, oh, we'll, we'll book our own shows. Like we started our own venues. We started our own record label and all this stuff. And we always felt like, you know, hey, you know what? We'll do what we think hardcore is supposed to be instead of the political game that we all know that it actually of is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really cool to, by the time we played with like bigger bands, like we played um, a second of five on like a Bane show. Mm hmm. And we killed at that show. And it was so like gratifying to be like, hey, this is great. Like we belong to be here as well as like, hey, fuck you guys who everyone who like, you know, oh, you're just this like shitty Smithtown band, you know, for so long. Um, so by the time we played our two last shows, like we sold out. I saw, both, yeah, I saw footage of, of the Ron Conkerman show and it looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. And they, they were they were totally nuts. And we put out our last CD on those days. We sold, you know, sold CDs with all this shit. Why, why did it end? Um, we were at that point where we either had to like go for it or we wanted to either go for it or not bother, you know, like, um, half of us wanted to start touring constantly cause we had done some little tours with cyber shoes, but we never really went for it. But we wanted to, um, you know, put out a record on a, a bigger label and, you know, go and do tours and everything. And, um, two of the other guys were like, well, we're going to want to do the home thing. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those things where, like, you know, half of us wanted to tour. So it was kind of like, you know, we did this for eight years. We're, it's a bit of push and pull. So it's like, let's just, let's end it. Um, so we did that. And then John and I started, um, Thieves and Assassins. Oh, okay. Um, and we, me and John played in that band for, uh, about a year. And then we both left and the band went on without us. And then at that point, um, well, they, it overlapped when we started This Is Hell. But, um, we started this hell as like a side project of uh, what it was, um, backup plan, scraps and heart attacks, and thieves and assassins. And at that time, was the EP the first recording? We did a demo, and then we did the EP. Okay. Yeah. Um, and whose idea was it to put the Devil's Advocate on the? Uh... That was my idea, and I actually I stole that from another band. Um, this band Unsound from New Jersey. I don't know if you guys remember that band. Oh, they went on to change the name to We Are All Broken. Okay. Um, we met that band uh, during Subterfuge, and they were just this amazing, like, hardcore metalcore band. And I, I am not a metalcore guy, but this band was just absolutely amazing. Um, kind of indecision-ish, kind of unbroken, um, but I guess a bit more, like, metal. Um, anyway, they had, like, the long, long, like, a longer version of that quote. And I love that movie, that shitty movie. I absolutely love it. Um so we, be, like bands were doing that a lot oh, too. Yeah. Like, samples, yeah, yeah. yeah, the samples uh, was great. Like I remember, like the Taking Back Sunday with Beautiful Girls and all that <laughs> other shit. So. But um, but it, it it fit perfectly with those songs. I was like, hey guys, let's do this. This other band did it. Let's shorten it. And, and the name them. of like, the hey, band cool. too. Like you know, like, yeah, yeah, it just worked out. And yeah. like, fucking such an underappreciated movie. Um, The Devil's Advocate. I I, I have to rewatch it because I, I loved it. So it's so it, clever. Yeah, it is completely absentee landlord, all this other shit. Um, yeah, that whole like monologue is amazing. That's good. So um, that EP is really like frantic, energetic. It's like it's fucking really good. Thanks. You know, you know, we were we were so hungry. You know, like if, if that's this is it sounded like a hungry band. This is hell was always hungry to be yeah. honest, but um, it was like different different levels, and it was um. 
not that we all done, did failed bands, but we were all in bands prior that didn't do, didn't reach the potential we thought. And we kind of got all like um, the guys from three different bands and made one band of the guys. You know, there's yeah. always like one guy in the band or two guys or in the, the band. Or the guys that wanted to like, it's like, all right, we're leaving and not coming back for eight months. Yeah, yeah. So, so you need those guys. We, we Yeah, we split up three bands to put one band together of those guys. And it was like, let's, Let's fucking do Just this. Go. And um, Travis, who was um, you know, like the, the front Same. man yeah. of the band, um, from the very beginning, he was like, all right, you know, let's let's do this band. And, you know, he, he didn't write the music, so it was kind of like, oh, well, I assume we're going to do a hardcore band. But from the very beginning, he wanted to push it and, like, let's not just do hardcore things. And we always did, like, stuff that was, I don't want to say stupid because it wasn't stupid. It was awesome. But it was, like, um, atypical, like, as far as, like, touring and, um, as far as like what playing with uh, different bands, yeah, yeah, um, like doing Lilith Fair and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So we headlined Lilith Fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, we you know, especially like around that time, like that's a thing that I think there was um, a small period of time where uh, everything we did that was a little off, we got shit for, and then very very quickly it was like everybody was trying to do that stuff, but they didn't get shit for it. Um, as far as like, uh, we turned down a tour with terror to do a tour with, um, Bayside and Spittlefield. Um, uh, that's, a, I mean, I mean, maybe it's just cause I'm biased, but I think that's a great move. <laughs> it was, it, you know what it, it was cause it's like we had played shows with terror prior. So it's like, we already did that. We can do that again later on. Um, but no one who knows what Bayside is knows who this is hell is you know and i i fought travis on that because i was such an obnoxious close-minded hardcore prick for a while it's got to be a catch-22 though especially for like a front man to be like shit it's like all right now i gotta rile up the troops and like you know i'm sure maybe some of the kids at bayside didn't give a shit but maybe half of them did it was such a great tour if we would have done that territory it would have been like i said it was um that was uh the uh, August 2006, we had toured with Terror for a week or so, um, just a year prior. We playing the same kids, yeah. Um, which you know we're always we were always touring, so it's like we're always playing to the same kids. Like we play to Bayside's crowd; it's a totally different crowd. If people don't like it, eh, they don't like it. But you know what? Like, especially like at, at the time, like we had some other friends that were like, "Oh, we're going to tour in Bayside." I was like, "Oh." Really? That's crazy. Oh, my girlfriend likes that band. It's like, oh, so you know what? So it's going to be a bunch of guys that go to see Bayside with their girlfriend, and they're like, oh, well, I guess I'll just go and you know be at the show. But then this fucking hardcore band comes, and then the girlfriend's boyfriend has a band he's psyched on, which I that's like a generalization, kind of like a stupid yeah, sexist that's statement. It. But at the same time, that is exactly what happened. Yeah. Like, we were the heavy band on this tour, which made no sense, and people ate it up. And obviously by then, I mean, uh, you know, I know we skipped over, but you left the drums and played guitar. You went back to the guitar, right? Oh, yeah. So I had played guitar in other bands during Subterfuge. Okay. But um, Really? Like which ones? uh, I played in a band called Her Last Words with Dan Turr. Um, Fucking Dan Turr. He's like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, History, yes. (laughs) You know, I would played in other, you know, failed bands and I played guitar. and, And I wrote music for Subterfuge. Okay. You know, so I, you know, we'd be learning songs. I'd be sitting on the drum stool, being like, "Hey, so the chord is here, and then there, and then there, and then, 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 like, oh, you got that." And then I 
play the guitar on the stand and play the drums to it. And then when did you start singing back? Right, so you started singing back up right away with, with the Sassal, right? Um, I mean, I sang back up early behind the drums in subterfuge, which is oh, okay. so so obnoxious. Drummers should never <laughs> sing. You, or take, speak. take that, Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Don Henley. Yeah. Um, Headpiece. <laughs> but, you know, in, in like the real subterfuge, you know, I, I didn't really sing. But um, as soon as we started doing Thieves and Assassins, when I played guitar, okay. and I, I, you know, I yell some dumb shit here and there. But then once we did This Is Hell, it was kind of um, Travis was the main singer. Jeff would do the backups. And here and there, hey, Rick, throw a scream in. Um, and then once Jeff left, I became the backup guy. Yeah, because um, you got really, like, I feel like you got really good at it real quick. You, well, I, I guess yelling is just, I was made for yelling or whatever. Yeah. The fuck. <laughs> but it's funny because then once I started doing um, backups consistently with This Is Hell, that's when I was like, I really want to sing in a band. And that's when we started uh, Soldiers. Nice. Yeah. Which was and, more um, of like a straight up hardcore. Band. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, This Is Hell was, um, you know, a, a fast hardcore band. But and it, it was had some good melodic parts. Yeah, it, it it was melodic and it was like kind of dark. And I always, uh, it, it's really funny. I was cleaning out my computer and I found an old interview I did talking about the differences of This Is Hell and Soldiers at the time. And um, This Is Hell was like an expression of like kind of more like dark thoughts and and like a, a kind of depression hardcore vibe, um, where Soldiers was just straight like. This is what I'm pissed off. I hate this person. Song about this person. Very I can't stand this off. person. Yeah. Song about this person. I can't stand this situation and this group. For a while, we had, um, you know, we did uh, the Tombstone EP, which is a five-song EP. And then we did End of Days, which is a full length. And one point, we thought it was funny where I renamed all the songs to who they were about. Oh. It, just, it was just a list. <laughs> Good lord. And you know, um, I don't know if like you're not supposed to say. Like admit that or whatever, but I mean that's what oh, soldiers yeah, no, yeah. soldiers was was for. Like you know, certain people, almost every song is about one specific wow. person, um, and that's what I needed. So it was like I'm writing these lyrics, like so I formed a group of people that were going to translate that, and it turned into you know your typical just like get punched in the face hardcore it was band. Shit's awesome, definitely straight up yeah. hardcore. Um, um, it, it, so much, so much fun. That band was so so much fun. For this is hell, like, but Travis handled all like lyrical stuff on that, right? Or well, were you doing that too? Um, are you were you Nikki Six? Is what I'm trying to. A little bit, a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I get you, man. Uh, Jeff, from who was in the backup plan initially, was uh, like okay, Ice Age Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. He was the main lyricist, um, and Jeff is my favorite lyricist that exists. I, th- I just think he's just—he's so smart and he's so good at very smart at lyrics. Isn't he like a surgeon now? <laughs> you know, he's a doctor. I don't know exactly what type of doctor he is, yeah. which is crazy because you know we've been friends forever and we yeah. play in a band together. But um, so when he left the band, I was like, who is going to fill his shoes? And then Johnny joined the band, and then he took his spot. You know, John is an English major. Um, and then when John left the band. Or actually, before John left the band, I think I wrote two songs on um, Misfortunes, which that record was super, super dark. And that was kind of like when I came to terms with my like depression issues. So I'm like, you know, instead of like ignoring this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write about it. And it, the music was very much like that. But then once John left the band, then I was like, 
fuck it, now I'm the lyric guy. So um, me and Travis will go back and forth, but for the most part, for the rest of This Is Hell, um, I was the lyric guy. But it was, even that was, it was just totally different than Soldiers. You oh, know? yeah, completely, yeah. I, I show you guys, actually, one of my favorite shows that I actually saw, um, I show you guys with Gallows. Um, oh, yeah, we did a tour of Gallows in um, January 08. Uh, maybe, I guess that's what it was. You guys played the Crazy Donkey. Um, and, like, Frank just basically did the whole show from the middle of the bar. Yeah. Fuck. What a fucking great show. I think it was, like, 15 bucks, too. It was, like, one of my favorite Crazy Donkey shows. And, and I love... I see that the similarities between the two bands. Um, I felt like it had that... They were, I guess, maybe a little bit more dissonant gallows as far as, like, their guitar work. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they had that, like... Um, I want to say Greg Ginn from Black Flag because, and it's yeah, funny because yeah. they covered Nervous Breakdown yeah. on their first record, um, and uh, but it was just so frantic and 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 fast and crazy, um, but yeah, that, that that was a fantastic show, definitely. I, I could see I could see how you two would tour together. So, did you do uh, Europe with them? No, we did the states oh, with the states? them. We met them actually. Um, we did a headline show with uh, the Underworld in London. Um, uh, 06 I believe oh, it doesn't matter um, and they were like the support band mm-hmm. and it was it was the same thing you know sometimes you just meet bands and right away you're like oh we've known each other forever yeah Um, so we stayed in touch and then um, what did they sign they signed an epitaph or I think that sounds about right so, yeah. Um, but yeah they were getting like the huge push so you know they were like oh we're coming over push. here so it's yeah. like oh they took at us out on tour um, so yeah, we supported them around the States and, um, on their first like proper headliner around here. And that first record is so good. And then the second record was so overproduced and I kind of hated it after loving the first, yeah. I can still listen to the first record. And then after that, Frank left, right? Yeah. Then yeah. They got a new singer. Yeah. Uh, like, Wade from, uh, Alexis on fire. And it sounded cool, but it was just like, it's, you know, different and, and Wade rules. Um, it, but it, yeah, it very much. It just, it seems like a different band because Frank's brother was in the band also, um, the second guitar player, and he stuck around for a little while, and then he wasn't in the band anymore. They went from a five piece to a four piece. Yeah, um, eh, very but, different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you know what? If if the second record was as good as the first, I might have followed them to the third. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was already out by the second record because it, the first record was just fucking raw. Yep. Second record, I was just like, ah, oh, you fucking produced the fuck out of this shit. What the fuck just happened here? <laughs> so then I was out. So, but this is hell fucking toured. Like you guys. Like, oh yeah, we went, we went for it. Yeah. So I earlier in the day we were talking about me watching all the WrestleManias all the way through. So I get up to um, WrestleMania 28, and I'm trying to think of like where was I when I watched this one and watched this one. And I was like, fuck, I can't remember. And then I texted Travis. I was like, where were we? Um, April 1st, uh, 2000, um, 2012. I was like, I can't remember. Then I was like, oh, I do remember because we made a big deal about it. So we played our 1,000th show. Wow. The, the day Amazing, of, right? of uh, <laughs> WrestleMania 28. Um, so we had the show start earlier that day. <laughs> Where was the show? Um, Charleston, South Carolina. With like one of my best friends lives down there and we'd always play with his band, uh, EVA. So we made this whole thing like, well, so have the show start a little earlier so we we didn't see wrestlemania at the regular time we started you know we didn't have to wait to the replay or anything and um you know we made like 
being that it was a 1,000 show, we made like posters like to sell and everything, but they're all like, you know, <laughs> WrestleMania. Uh, I'm just based. laughing because it's like. Yeah, it's our fucking thousand show, but we got to get the fuck out of here to go see <laughs> WrestleMania 28. We're going to move this along. You know, yeah, we're going to move this along. One, two, three, four. <laughs> we're going to play Ramon style. So it was... Um, medley. Yeah, no we're... encore. <laughs> so we started... The band started in May 2004, and that was um, April 1st, 2012, and that was our 1,000th show. Who the fuck keeps track of that shit? No, between me and Travis, we like we're idiots with really? numbers of things. You know, I know dates for wrestling, and he always like, "Hey, Travis, where we play?" You know, April twenty eighth of uh, you know two thousand seven. Like, oh, we played in Leipzig, Germany. Remember that's, that show yeah. that this happened? That's that's no, shit. I know. Yeah, yeah. that's like Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> counting ten thousand chicks. <laughs> but yeah, I think by the time we were done, we probably played about eleven hundred shows or something. Sure. But that tour, which was cool, is um, what I always wanted to do was. Uh, do, do you guys care about no effects at all? I actually hate no effects, I, I'm but a... I'm not. Um, I, I, the reason I hate them is because people love them so much, <laughs> and I don't comprehend the love. And the people that I respect, I'm like, y- you know what? I spent the last like 15 years of my life trying to figure it out, and I'm like, what? You know what? Let me let me try this record one more time. And every time I play, I'm like, I fucking hate this shit so yeah. much. And I gave up like when I was like you know my mid thirties. I was like you know what it's okay for me not to like yeah. no effects. They came up when I was like kind of done with punk. I'm forty three years old. You know what God I mean? So damn. Whew. I was like Dead Kennedys, all that old shit and yeah. stuff. And then once you know I got to a point, I was like, all right, this you're is like I'm going on. straight to black metal. I like metal. all these punk bands <laughs> forever. Yeah. I will love the Dead Kennedys forever. This and that, but I'm not taking any new applicants. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, I, I feel that. Well, that that being said, I love no effects. Okay. <laughs> so so they, they do this thing that they've been doing for years. Like, hey, we're going to play X amount of songs in X amount of minutes. And they'll play, you know, with ten, you know, seven songs in seven minutes. And, you know, so I was like, I always wanted to do that. So I was doing this thing that I convinced everybody else to do. Like, let's play all our short songs in this one block. And we were playing, I think, um, 10 songs in 12 minutes. Some, something of that yeah. nature on that tour. Um, irrelevant. That was that was. Yeah. <laughs> I was just that, thinking that, that was cool. I, I was just thinking like uh, that's how you got to fucking WrestleMania 28. Yeah, all the short songs yeah. immediately. We broke out like old songs at that point. We haven't played in years. Like, why are you playing that? It's like we got to go watch wrestling. Uh, because like I think the is it was it Bastards record is kind of like that. Oh, it? so that's okay. So this is how stop playing. We played our last show uh, June 2013. We told maybe 10 people hey this this is our last show why what broke you guys up there's so many things there's so so many things what's um, the real one <laughs> the the main thing i was sick of it okay you know um and you guys were f- around for how many years uh at that point it was nine years and one month of like to the, to the day of like wow. being a legit like tour like yeah guys, yeah yeah it wasn't we, like you were sitting at home playing weekends like, no no yeah we, we were doing you know 200 days a, a year at least yeah you know i mean can um, you support jeez what's it really like for a band you know because you guys were i mean you guys were up there like i remember and, seeing you guys on like sounds of the underground th- like, this is like, you, you know, know our name was bigger than the band ever was yeah um and it's funny because i always like i say that and to me, that's like um, basically just, just, dollar just, menu or regular menu is what I'm trying to ask on tour. 
and, and I, I say that being like like honest um because you know, i don't have anyone to impress of course you know? now listen um, we have like 10 listeners yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like um so i i say that to my girlfriend cause my girlfriend's young yeah so i say that to my girlfriend she's like well no it's still really cool and it's cool because it's like if you know if i for the most part when i think back i enjoyed it all i know there was times that i fucking hated everything How but it, when it comes down to it like i i enjoyed it all um you know uh, travis is the one who's been there the whole entire time and there was times when we hated each other but when it comes down to it he's like one of my best friends in the history of mankind yeah. and that's because of of that band he's and, your tag team partner yeah nice. and you know the, whether my career as a musician is like good bad or whatever i could at least say like oh i have a shitty career as a musician because i did this as hell as opposed to i do not have a career as a musician because i just sucked absolutely um that's like the one hit wonder thing. It's like, well, how many fucking hits do you have? Yeah. yeah. Like, Zero. But, yeah, the odds but, of just getting one is impressive. Yeah, yeah. completely. But, like sure. you could play that circuit all day long. Absolutely. <laughs> when it when it came down to it, it was just kinda the last six months or so it was kinda like, Ugh, do we keep pushing this? Like am I uh, I'm sick of it. So I was I was done with touring. But then it was like extinct I started writing other songs and extinction came kinda came up and it's kinda like Well, we had recorded our demo um, just before we played the last This Is Hell show. Extinction? I believe, or maybe just right after. But we didn't put it out for um, another month or so. Extinction? Yeah, yeah. AD, okay. And it was like, well, I'll just do this because it's fun. And as soon as we were done with it, I was like, let's give this one one last go. Yeah. Like, I think I have it in me. I'm re- revitalized. It's it's totally different. You know, it's like I'm not running around on stage. I'm not, you know, jumping around. I'm stuck to the microphone. I'm playing. At that point, I went from, you know, I so I was doing more vocals in This Is Hell than I had done prior, um, but I still wasn't the singer. Yeah. But then I'm going to singing and trying to do more singing, like in a different manner than I was in This Is Hell. Plus, I'm playing stuff harder. Very hard. On, like, it's on a guitar. very hard. Like listening to those songs, like like super technical. Listening to the singing, like you're the fucking lead singer now. Like yeah. it's it's a huge pain in the ass. I never yeah. thought I was going to be able to do it, and um. We were looking for other singers when we were starting the band, but um, I was demoing the vocals, and I was like, I want the vocals to sound like this. And um, it was Travis that convinced me. He's like, go to practice and play guitar and sing and just just try it. See, see how it goes. You know, like, I think you'll be surprised. And then Was that hard, though? Because, oh, like, you figure, like, you're not writing these riffs and parts um, thinking you're going to sing. You're thinking, like, I'm going to fucking shred right. yeah. and someone's going to sing. You know, and the thing is, I've always had to go back to that. Go um, That, like, uh, I have to write the music for how I write it, and then I have to write the lyrics and the, the vocals, what's best for the song, not what's what's easy for me to sing and play at the oh, same time. Man, and dude. then just, like, God, then so in the end, hard. like, right. all right, how are you going to do this? You just, you must figure this out. And it's... It's so difficult. Sometimes I'll write and be like, oh, well, I could sing that easily and play this. But it's like... That's that, great. That's hard. But That's then, it, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll half-ass it and then be like, I know I'm half-assing this. These vocals can be better and you're just writing it easier because it's easier for you to sing. It's like, oh, start over again. And then it's, you know... So I have to learn the guitar, learn to sing it, and then learn how to sing and play at the same time. It's like doing it three times over. Shit. And it's a, it's a That's huge That's why you're ass, wearing but... a Metallica sweatshirt and I'm wearing a Jawbreaker t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm like, fuck this shit. I'll just get someone else to fuck. Like, that's, 
I know that um, Walter from Quicksand does that. Like he writes the music, and then from there he'll figure out how to like fucking sing to it. Like, but what you're doing is like high velocity, like the total short. Like it's like you. I can't imagine that you get to a show and could half-ass a show. Like you need to really be, be on. on. Yeah. Like as a th- like a punk band that that sounds off. Like when we we're playing tomorrow. <laughs> Like, if we sound like shit, it's like, oh, I think that was okay. <laughs> you know, if you're like a thrash band, like thrash doing... Thrash bands are tight. They're, yeah. They hit shit on a dime, you, you know? know? like you yeah. do... I guess the constant touring that you guys are doing, like, that's just got to, like, keep everything sharp. I mean, it's it's a few things. We play... So every Extinction AD song has never once been played without a click. Oh, so even live. Wow. So we we've never... Actually, all right. The first time we ever played a song without a click, like, and I'm not even just talking about live. I'm talking about practice. Was a week and a half ago because um, the drum, the drummer, forgot to put the click on his iPad, and it's a brand new song we were just learning. He's like, "Fuck it, we'll play it without a click." That was the first time we'd ever like. So from the very first practice, every practice, every show, click. Wow. So um, how did that go? It, it's it's the greatest thing in the world because for me I'm you know in every single band I'm always playing I turn around I'm like why are you playing so slow why are you playing so fast now sometimes we play practice everything's like oh you're know, learning the song it's difficult to play and then live everything seems so slow but you know that it's right so instead of like any other band where I'm like you're playing so slow play faster and then you hear a video back or you listen to video back or whatever and it's like oh we're playing so fast it's like oh this seems like it's slow but that means I could p- play this clean, I could sing this clean, and I know it's the perfect timing. And then it gets to the point where nothing ever feels fast or slow. It's just, it's the same every single time. And I mean, that's, I think that's what helped me learn how to sing and play at the same time. So when you didn't have the click that time, how did it? Well, it was the go? first time we ever played that song together. Right, right. So we had nothing else to compare it to. Yeah. Okay, but it was funny because then even the next week when we did play that song, it was like, man, this is so easy. And it's like, um, you know Dittohead, the uh, yeah, yeah. Slayer song? Yeah. So fast. Okay, yeah. so when I was writing the song that we were learning, I was like, I need to write something that is at least as fast as, as that. And not just you know BPM, <laughs> but the... I was like, I need to challenge myself. I feel like I'm falling too... You know, I'm not challenging myself. I'm writing the same shit over and over again. So um, it's like this stupid fast song, but just like, you know... 198 double picking, you know, then 198 down picking. Your hand never cramps up. You know what? Um, so in the middle of last tour, we're doing a workout before the show. It's awesome. Um, I stopped going to Planet Fitness because he was going to my gym. I was like, I can't even work out. I can't compete, man. That's it. I was like, fuck this shit. So we're we're doing um, I think like a a bicep tricep day. And then earlier in the day, we'd uh, peed at a gas station without, um, it didn't have a, a bathroom. So we just, you know, go around the corner and pee. So I, I jump off this ledge and I piss. Then I go to climb back up the um, the wall. And as I'm about to do, I was like, yeah, let me see if I could like wall jump this. Um, so I do it. And I'm like, oh my God, that was high. That was really cool. I haven't, you know, done those in a while. So we go to the gym. And I'm telling the dude I'm working out with, um, I jumped this wall that was probably about four feet. He's like, fuck you, you did not. I was like, I, I did. So we set up the um, that little platform thing, you know, that simulates the wall jumps. 
So I'm like, look, it's about up here. It was like, you know, just a little higher than like chest high or top of the chest high. He's like, you cannot jump that. I was like, I, I can so too. Already I'm going to do it. like the worst idea ever. <laughs> I mean, so, I don't know. It's just me. We're not even doing a, a leg workout. And it was just like, it wasn't even a show off move. It was just kind of like, oh, I'm going to prove you wrong. Either way, stupid move. It, I shouldn't have done it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. I was like, do I, am I standing too close? I don't want to cheat. He's like, no, if you're, whatever. I was like, all right. So I go to do it. And I was standing too close. And as I jumped up, I just smashed my hand on it. I was like, oh, my God. And I didn't make it. I was like, that hurt real bad. And some other chick was, like, watching the whole thing. And he's like, yo, you should have seen that chick's face. She was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Relax. So, we're in a metal band. <laughs> yeah. We got it. So and then at that point, I was like, well, now I have to do it. He's like, yo, don't do it. So I, I did it. And he's like, all right. Real proud of you, you know, you, you don't. <laughs> so I was like, all right. But I was like, man, my hand is fucked. Um, now, my it's it's that was like three weeks ago. My hand's still fucked. Um, so this, like my pinky and this whole thing is like swollen and in pain. When I shook your hand before and I shook you yeah, the left yeah, hand, right. I was like, oh, I can't shake my right hand. My I'll hand's fucked fuck up. Out of here. When's, the um, next, when's the next tour though then? Do you have uh, anything lined up? Uh, no, no. But the thing is, so I got health insurance about two weeks ago for the first time in my life. Nice. Never had health Me insurance. Me too. I got it for the first time. So um, I'm so far I've been dealing with it the same way I've always been dealing with any other injury in the world, which is ignore it. Me too. Right. Yeah, that's how, <laughs> so, I, that's how I roll. It'll go away eventually. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, for real? <laughs> I've been doing that for 38, 39 years now. There you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. If my hand does cramp up, I don't really, like, I'll bitch about things, you know, like anybody or like you know but um never enough to be like oh i can't play you know, yeah. hands, i'll you know still go to the gym and you know bench press 75s with my fucked up hand listen i'll just know. complain about it later <laughs> we're already impressed you don't need to keep going <laughs> yeah. um so when like are you guys writing new songs for the record all right well we have our second record fully done like written and demoed we have musically a third kind of record um, completely done and then we have uh, seven songs musically for a fourth record done jeez wow so all we gotta do is get into the studio and record this fucking second record and so, get it out and see so what happens we're thinking what triple album wow. <laughs> use your illusion Never. one two and three uh, <laughs> I mean I have this like stupid stupid concept that I threw around for years and never did and then eventually I was like I'm just gonna do it I'm gonna take a week out of my life and do it where um, <clears throat> so I'm I'm obsessed with Operation Mindcrime, yeah. oh, okay. and the Rack record. Yeah, listen, that's a good one to be obsessed um, with. Absolutely, killer. So the uh, I tried to bring a little bit of that, um, like uh, I guess concept album slash thematic album to uh, Sundowning, the first This Is Helpful length. Yes, you can't really tell. It doesn't really matter, but in my head, it was it was kind of that a, a little bit. But I um, I've always wanted to do a combination of kind of that and then the whole like. Almost don't even want to say this, but um, I want to say like rock opera because that sounds so fucking lame. But just like one long song, so I kind of want to do. Always want to do a mix of kind of like Operation Mindcrime and No Effects, The Decline. Oh wow, yeah. But I, I own that Decline record actually. But um, with that, I was like, oh, I want to do you know a metal version. So I was like, yo, I'm gonna write a 45 minute song <laughs> for Extinction AD. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I was like, yeah, I'll take like a week or a month out of my life and, and do that. But I did it about a week because I was just so psyched on it and just kept going, going. Whether it's good or not, I don't know. 
because I'm biased. Because yeah, the decline's it's terrible. I think the decline is just absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm biased on that, too, right? Meshuggah had an album. Do they? Just 50, was, I call the I, I think. It was I, like yeah. 60-minute song or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, the Flaming Lips did one for 24 hours. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But Jesus. Whether or not we go for it and ever actually record that is another thing. But musically, that's written. And then we have, you know, what would be, if that doesn't count as one, we have what would, you know, be... Uh, you know, it's seven songs or eight songs for a, a third record, also or a fourth so, but record, the, or whatever. So then, the, the second one's just ready to go. Yeah, just gotta yeah. Just book the time. Yep. Do it and release. Yeah, we've been like sorting out what we're doing label-wise for a little while. The you know, first one came out on, on a label. Uh, Good fight. Okay. We did an EP on Good Fight, and then the Faith Killer full length on oh. Good Fight. So um, we're sorting out whether we're gonna do uh, this with Good Fight. Um, you know, uh, we we. We spoke to them um, not too long ago, like, hey, like, are we doing this? Are we not doing this? It was kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's meet up. And But um, the owner of that label has had some, like, family issues, so he's been detained. But um, we've been working on it. So most likely we're going to be doing this next record on Good Fight, and hopefully it'll be out uh, before the end of the summer. What, what do they help you with? Tour support? Distro? And, um, I mean, it's... Like, what does the label do now? Uh, yeah, nowadays it's kind of like uh, figuring out a way to get some type of deal with a studio so we don't have to pay for a studio and hopefully that includes you know mastering and and artwork and then you know they'll press the cd and do whatever they do distro wise you guys still do cds yeah for for merch yeah dude for metal cds still sell like you play a show and people never heard of you and they like you this guy plays tapes in his car (laughs) (laughs) i still buy cds because i i buy i don't even know where to buy and i ripped them you know yeah. what I mean? So then I always have that backup. If I something happens to my computer or yeah. my external hard drive, I like the physical copy. Yeah, yeah the, the different genres, different things. You know, the hardcore, you know, people are never going to buy your record. They're going to buy whatever T-shirt the internet tells them to buy, you know. Um, <laughs> Cash me outside T-shirt. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the same thing with, you know, like the metalcore crowd. and But just the, the metal guys, like – they like you, they're going to buy a CD, which is like coming from this is hell to going to Extinction AD where it's kind of like, well, we have these vinyl, like the vinyl will sell and then people will yell at us about not having like a t-shirt from the first record to, you know, being an unknown ma- band playing, you know, to Havoc's crowd per se. Yeah. And people be like, oh, I never heard of you guys. You guys are awesome. You know, let me get a CD. And it's like, oh, we just sold... 25 cds That's of this awesome. show like what the fuck yeah i mean you planting those seeds and then from there like you know you it, i mean i guess the seeds just grow after a while so do you see any of like the this is hell crowd coming over and and checking out extinction or no no <laughs> i was gonna go into it. no very very rarely um here and there but hardly hardly ever but i mean you know it's this is hell had four full-length records and every record kind of sounds a little different yeah. which to me is su- super super cool that's i love that but, i mean i try to we try to do the same thing so. but to fans no you know that's part about not having fans is we get to do that <laughs> <laughs> well the, the funny thing is our first record we had fans and yeah. then our second record was similar but a, a little different and then people are like well we don't really like that so instead of being like oh well, let's put out a record that sounds like sundowning again we're like oh well you like this, but you didn't like that. Well, now we're going to do a crossover record. And then the people that we didn't see on the tour for the second record would show up to the tours for the third record mad that it didn't sound like the second record. 
And then any like, you know, like, oh, well, you know, we kind of like crossover. And then the fourth record, we went, you know, well, just thrash metal. And people were like, oh, I thought you guys were like a little bit of a hardcore band. And then we would like tour on each record and favor that record to play live. Right. And people would be like, oh, you're only playing one song from your old record? Like, yep. They're like, you know that we only want to hear those songs. Like, yeah. yep. Don't care, which is you know, <laughs> super it's a pain super. Yes, but it's kind of cool that they're that passionate yeah. that they care. Totally, you totally, I mean? totally it's like cool. Double edged sword. What are you? What are you, Bruce Dickinson? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's th- we were selfish. As and, as as a fan, well, I I tell people this all the time. As as a musician, someone who plays in a band, and someone who uh, is a fan that goes to a lot of shows. Um, when I go see a band that I love, like you know, like Maiden. Like, it's like, fuck, you're not going to play the old shit. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, when you're in a band, not saying that my band's anything, but, like, we just want to play new songs. Yep. We don't yeah. care that you like that one song from the, like, I care, but I probably don't, don't even remember how to play that one song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of got to balance both things, I think, a little bit. I mean, Maiden will announce that they're not, well, I saw them once, and... uh I didn't catch the. I didn't get the memo yeah. that oh. they weren't playing any. We were at the same show. <laughs> I was just like, and somebody had a sign that said, "Play some old shit," and he like asked for it and he like ripped it in half. <laughs> really? Like, well, all right. I guess that I answers that. Matter of life and death. That's tour. the same tour. Dude. Yeah, they played. By the time they got to the eighth song on that record, <laughs> you I, figured I turned, it out. <laughs> I, I turned to my friend Dave. I was like, "Yo." I think they're playing the whole fucking they play record. The evil that men do. I think Iron Maiden and one other song, maybe on an encore. I think yeah. of, of old stuff. It, 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 I think it was four. something about power. So maybe two minutes to midnight. I feel like it was like "Hallowed Be Thy yeah. Name" uh, and like three other songs. So yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I guess you, you kind of got to give the fans a little bit. I remember seeing Peter Murphy, the singer from Bauhaus, mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago, whose big song "Cut You Up." Right, that was the only big hit he had refused to play it <laughs> and he hasn't he hadn't been out and tour in like 20 years it's like really yes he played that, two neil young covers that's a that's a bit different shit I, n- I never thought that we really had is mu- like a big enough fan base that it'd be like oh like i'm so mad you're not playing this stuff and I'm like oh you'd you'd be into our new stuff too but I, that's right, also right. you know it's it's a little ignorant and it's also you know it was selfish but um that was we did that that band like that of like what do we want to do at all times mm-hmm. you know for for better or for worse so like we said, so we played our last show in June like I said we told maybe about 10 people that was going to be our last show where um, was the show it was uh Long Island Fest 2013 okay. we actually played 89 North and w- Long Island was the worst spot for us from almost the very beginning so um why do you think that is uh, we got pegged very early on with like, well, you guys are like sellouts and only want to get to the top, which is like when like sellout was still a word oh, and when God. like get to the top was a thing people <laughs> thought like, you know, like you res- guys just want to be on dial MTV. Guys. Yeah, yeah. But um, for what whatever reason, we never really translated well on on Long Island. So there was like I said, maybe ten people we told, and that's not even just like at home. That's like throughout. Like I told like um three people in South Carolina that I thought might want to like, you know, kind of like friends or super fans, you know? And, um, you know, we had like a, a few people flew out for our last show and we wow. told them like, 
we don't, we're not telling anyone this is our last show. We're not mentioning on stage or anything. Yeah, so don't but, act like it's our last show. Like, but it was hold back a little. It bit. was just like, <laughs> in case you want to see what is going to, we're not playing anymore. Um, Two windmills at the most. <laughs> yeah. So we played and it was totally shot. You know, we played to a bunch of dead stairs and. It oh was, really? Oh, totally. <sighs> but it, it was fine. It was it was gratifying. You know, it felt like that's how we'll last. This is hell show should be. Um, and then uh, on a whim. At some point last year, I uh, told Travis, I was like, you know, I have these songs that I wrote for a different band and we're never doing anything with them. It seems like think it'd be like funny or cool to do um, just go to the studio and do this like punk record and put it out as this is hell on the. Yeah, it was on the 10 year anniversary of sundowning. So I was like, yeah. So I kind of um, we got people that at one point or another were in this is hell. And I had these songs. So we put up these things like um, from this cells, like social media and everything like, hey, like uh, a month from today is um, Sundowning's 10 year anniversary. We're going to like make an announcement. So anybody did care, be like, oh, they're going to get back together. They're, they're going to play the they're whole gonna record. They're going to play the whole record. And it's so this is just typical of how we thought, which is like, oh, you know, oh, people actually do like you a little bit. Fuck with them, which is just so <laughs> stupid. So um, we make it like on May 16th. Uh, 2016 there's going to be this you know big announcement that everyone assumes is going to be a tour and everything so what we did i had these songs um travis and i wrote lyrics for these songs I, the lineup was uh, me travis johnny who was on misfortunes and dan burke who was the drummer from the beginning up until um and did the first two records uh we met on a saturday morning we learned the songs and practiced them for an hour and a half 12 songs um, for yeah, from ten thirty a.m. to twelve p.m., we played these songs, and then the next day we went to the studio and recorded and mixed the record, and then uh, yeah, because it was fat. Like listening to the record, um, I was like, holy shit! I'm like, I I, I was confused because I didn't read that. Um, I didn't read that. Actually, I did read the post, but I didn't really know. I guess I didn't read after and I like listen to this record. I'm like, this record is new, but it sounds like not them. Yeah. So the <laughs> the thing was like, all right, well we did the demo and, and people liked it. Then we did the EP and, and people kind of liked it. Then we did sundowning and, um, people like, Oh, it's not like the EP was. And then, you know, we got newer fans from sundowning. We did Misfortunes, which was, you know, heavier and darker than Sundowning, and people didn't like that. And then we, you know, we did um, the crossover Way to the World record, um, and everybody who liked the hardcore version of This Is Hell didn't like the crossover stuff. And then we did the straight metal record, and people were like, oh, well, now you're just a metal band? So I was like, we always seem to be alienating our fans. It's like, wouldn't it be so funny if we not only do a surprise record. One last alienation. Yeah. Not only is it a surprise record, but people think we're doing going back to Sundowning, which was like, you know, the, yeah. the cool record. But out of all that, eh, put out a punk record like out of nowhere. I and it, it was it was surprisingly well received. Like I was I was blown away. It was almost a win win situation for yeah. me because if people love it, it's like, oh, well, I, I love this record. I think it's super cool that we just did a 12 song punk record. Um, and if people don't like it. It's like, nah, I love that people always want to see what we're doing just to hate it. 
You're kind of disappointed people I, liked it. Well, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I said t- to me it was a win-win, and the fact that people did like it, I was like, oh, that's super cool. Because right, right. it was it was so much fun to reconnect with everybody and be like, hey, let's, you know, we essentially let's fuck around for two days, mm-hmm. and then at the end of it, we have this record. You know, label put it out. We got real records pressed and everything. You know, it was it was great. It was like a really fun experience. On that note, we're gonna take a second.